Hello everyone and welcome to The Good, The Bad and The Downright Sweaty. Today we're doing a slightly different format. Um, Diane is on a secret mission so couldn't be here. Um, so you've got me, Sophie Claus and my lovely friend Helen who I met at the menopause club that I'm on in Hitchin. Um, Helen came along and I think she wouldn't mind me saying that she was quite fragile at the time and at her wits end and it's been lovely to see her kind of grow through the process of getting HRT um, building in confidence again and Helen's become a huge part of the club. Um, Helen and I are both mums so we thought today we would talk about menopause and parenting as if parenting wasn't hard enough already. <laughs> Helen true. would you like to say hello? Hi everyone. And how old are your children or your... Well, so I know you have a daughter. <laughs> I'm 54 and my daughter is 26. Um, normally very lovely. She's past her hormonal stage, so no more Kevin and Perry grunts and stuff like that. <laughs> but I think the role has somewhat reversed and it seems to be me that behaves a bit like that on some days. And then you've got me with my daughters who are, have just entered their teenage years. They're twin girls age 13. Um, so my poor partner, Stephen, God help him. I'm pretty sure he's going to try and work away as much as possible <laughs> so he can just get a break from us all. Um, so we're obviously at a different stage of, of parenting. Um, so how have you found menopause has impacted your home life? It's been interesting. I didn't really know an awful lot about menopause, to be honest, as I gather that a lot of women don't. Um, I now think that the breakdown I had some eight years plus ago was due to anxiety from the menopause. This was during my daughter's A-levels, um, or the run-up to her A-levels, and really impacted her. I couldn't leave the house at the time. I didn't cook, didn't want to wash, bath, anything. So she literally, as well as sitting her A-levels, took over the running of the house. We seemed to get over that with the help of antidepressants, although now I realise that that was probably entirely the wrong treatment. And therefore I ended up having another uh, episode of the same type of symptoms, not leaving the house, etc. Albeit I was self-aware enough to realise what was going on this time. And that started in, I think, sort of December time, 2018 and I think my poor daughter was like oh no not again um, she's obviously she's still at home um, she's a lot more grown up now but weirdly I still cannot talk to her about the m-word I can't even say it dreadfully ashamed to, for it to be happening to me and no matter what my friends say I, I just really struggle with talking about it to anybody let alone my daughter do you think with the awareness now that's in the media about menopause and coming along to the club that that will start changing and that you'll feel able to sit down and talk to your daughter about it? I hope I can. Um, I think I need to get over the fact that I am deeply ashamed about it before I can start to do that. Having said that, in the last six months uh, since meeting Sophie um, I've managed to talk to other women about it in the workplace and my and my friends where if they start the conversation I will join it and 
actually know quite a bit about it now and have managed to educate some people, which is great. But I still can't initiate the conversation. What you might find is talking about it with Sophie is that she turns around and says, Mum, tell me something I don't know. <laughs> she, she probably has that awareness there and it's just kind of breaking through that, that barrier and just yeah. saying, Sophie, I don't know if you've noticed, however... I'm a hormonal mess. She'd probably be like, well, duh. <laughs> she probably does, but I, I... No, I can't... I think for me, with, because it was surgical menopause... Um, and I am obviously only 33 and kind of went into medical menopause at the age of 30, I didn't have a choice but to sit down with the girls because they couldn't quite understand why at every parents' evening or school play, mummy would sit there just streaming with sweat. This was before I had adequate HRT. Um, And I remember one of my daughters especially saying, mum, you know, why is it that you... Are constantly hot or you're really really moody all the time and one of them especially when they first asked me couldn't couldn't say period they kept saying perioid are you on your perioid and I was like well no actually you know what what do you know about periods and they kind of explained what they've been taught at school and I said well for me I said that this is what's happening to my body but it is really really hard a having that conversation and b in my case making it age appropriate for them so, because they're obviously only 13, of how much have they covered in PSHE at school? I don't want to... That will be a nothing at the yeah. minute. And it's just, yeah, at the moment, which we can uh, touch on later, that will, that will be changing. Um, and it's just that unknown of, of what to say and how to say it and how to have those conversations when... It is in, it's incredibly difficult. And unlike um, Sophie Claus, as opposed to Sophie Daughter... I don't really have very many outward signs of the menopause. Um, so I don't have hot flushes during the day. Um, I do have a get terrible night sweats, but nobody, my daughter's not around when that happens. Most of it is in invisible symptoms, uh, like the joint pain and the extreme anxiety. So there isn't that necessarily that question coming for us, from her as to say, Mum, why are you like a red beetroot? Or, <laughs> Mum, it's cold outside, why are you sweating? <laughs> why is Dad shaking in the corner? <laughs> so, I don't know, it's just... I, I don't know, I need to get over it. I need to be able to talk about it openly. And maybe, in, you know, in a few months' time, maybe I will be able to. But just now, not sure. I need to because I lost it with her over a piece of burnt toast one Sunday recently and actually threw um, scrambled eggs and smoked salmon at her. So... Um... And I think most mums have got to that stage at some point. I mean, if anyone's listening who's got toddlers and going through menopause, I mean, hats off to you. And if you'd like to contact us and give us your experience, I'd be really interested to hear how you manage that because I think without menopause, you have those moments where your family do just drive you insane. Anyone that says they don't, uh, I think, are probably being a bit dishonest. I think they're possibly very much um, Or trying to gloss over something. But I think I, I've definitely had moments, especially since menopause, where prior to this, I'd say I didn't have a short fuse. I, I wasn't hot-headed, and now I am. I'm quite an irritable person. So certain things, mm-hmm. like... 
I don't know about you, but someone eating crisps near me, I, I can feel my blood pressure start to get higher. I, it just, it does something to me and I feel so irrational in it. But if one of the girls is sat next to me eating crisps or slurping on an ice cream, I have to leave the room. I can and, understand that. And actually, I think I've become very much more sensitive to noise since being in the M word. And children are noisy, aren't they? they Even are at noisy. Sophie's age. They're... Yeah, very much so. Or, so or how do you find on... chatter, like constant chatter? I don't know if you ever have it where you're trying to focus on a task, which in menopause is hard enough yeah. anyway, when you've got your brain fog or anxiety that can make kind of putting your thoughts into some order really difficult. When you've then got your child just constantly my daughter doesn't stop talking and in the end I have to tell her my ears are bleeding (laughs) what does she say when you say that oh (laughs) mum do you have to tell her to slow down slow down no take a breath yeah take a breath I always say breathe just breathe because one thing I definitely find since menopause is that I cannot deal with just constant information people just need to give me time give me space and then it gets me annoyed because I say it so many times like please just give me time to process that I then end up being like for god's sake just give me peace and quiet and now when I come in from work I'll say to her don't speak to me till I've had a cup of tea because otherwise literally the moment I walk through the door it's about her day which I do want to know about her day oh obviously yeah but Just give you time. Just a little bit of time, please. Mm -hmm. Do you think that through having the conversation with Sophie that it could potentially make things a bit easier in the house if you have that awareness there? For for example, with the girls, when I sat them down and said, you know, some days I said, I just wake up um, if I've managed to have sleep and I just feel irritable. I just know that on that day things will probably get on my nerves a bit more. And I'll just say, just so you know, like, I'm really tired. I was up through the night. I'm feeling a bit irritable, feeling very worn out. So if today you can just be mindful of that. Not wanting them to walk on eggshells. No. But just so that if I'm trying to cook dinner, which is quite an intricate dinner normally, I'm always creating some sort of success or fail, it's <laughs> one or the <laughs> other, that it's not the best time to start testing me on Greek gods and Egyptian gods because I can barely put the food on the stove. It's like, just, you know, just wait until afterwards. But do you think by having those conversations in the household, it could... I think it probably would improve things, especially as um, she's not really talking to me at the minute. Not really sure why. I've obviously upset her in one of my mood moments. Um... So maybe I think we we should do a girls' afternoon out and maybe that should be the topic of conversation. Having said that, I've been probably such bad company at the minute that I sh- if I invite her out, I shouldn't think she'd want to come just now. Um, I can be quite horrid when I'm really grumpy and I don't mean it, but it just comes out anyway. Mm. I find I've lost my filter. Very much so. It's kind of things that I used to think or stuck off rather yeah yeah Yeah, it's just gone things I used to think in my head 
it now just comes out. It comes out my mouth. I feel like it's like menopause kind of Tourette's in some yes. ways because <laughs> I just I'm thinking in my head no don't say that don't say it and then I've said it and I'm thinking I love that oh, definitely no. Tourette's yeah because it I just I just don't I don't know how in those really irritable days that I just can't seem to to stop what it's like verbal diarrhea um one thing I have made a real effort to do um, is to, if I know that I've been particularly moody and maybe difficult, because I can be quite difficult, I think, when I'm going through a bit of a hormone slump, is to say to everybody in the house, you know, at the end of the day or just before bed or something, like, just so you know, today has been a bad day for me and you're, it's not you and I love you very much and I think you're amazing, but just right now I'm just struggling a bit. So it's just kind of reaffirming that the girls, especially because they're younger, they're, they're in that teenage years, that they haven't done anything wrong. I'm, they're not the reason that I'm moody or sad or tearful. It's, it's just me having a bad day. However, there is a huge caveat to that, because <laughs> which we discussed earlier, didn't yes. we, Helen? That it, don't excuse bad behaviour. Yeah. You don't become a scapegoat by just saying to the family, look, some days I have really bad days and I can be really moody and irritable. Make sure you're then not blamed for every single argument or disagreement in the house. That's very true. And I think on the flip side also, not to use the M word as an excuse for just genuine bad behaviour as opposed to bad behaviour that's triggered by hormones. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I, I do think... Maybe, I think probably in my household, because I have had those menopause conversations and it's been so blatantly obvious because I had the hysterectomy and the euphorectomy and they could physically see that I I was kind of going through a a, a change as such, that it became for a while quite easy in the house if anything had happened or I was telling someone off because I'd asked them five times to put their washing away and it was still on the floor. Oh, she's just being hormonal because of her menopause. That is no. just not acceptable. <laughs> I cannot stress no, that enough. No, put your clothes away. It's really a case of balance, isn't it? And it's Very trying to so. trying to have those balance. So you've got the awareness and that openness there, and then on the flip side, just kind of say, "Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to be the scapegoat in the house. I'm not going to just be blamed for everything when you're actually being very lazy." <laughs> I think you're right, Sophie. I think I do need to have the conversation, but I need the confidence in myself to be able to do it. I think that I can. Th- I can see that changing with you. I think since you've come to Menopause Club, you've that's it's been amazing. a really big difference. That's been really amazing. Just to go off so- topic slightly, but I think seeing other women in the same boat, who I didn't know before I set through, foot through those doors, has been an immense help. Mm-hmm. I think, as well, if you're nervous about talking to your family about menopause, then reaching out to other friends that are going through the same, or joining a menopause club. There's several menopause cafes throughout the UK. There's different clubs like the one that I I started. Um, And it could just be quite good to sit down with people and to say, well, how are you going to talk to your family about it? Um, And like you said earlier, that you still feel a lot of embarrassment and you feel ashamed about being... I think as you start talking about it more, it's going to start changing, especially also because of all everything in the media about it at the moment. People do have a lot more awareness. It is changing. 
Yes, I would agree with you because I was brave enough to speak to our HR lady and she's just said, oh, it's quite trendy at the moment, menopause. Oh, just said it. Oh, my yeah. God. Yay! <laughs> said the M word. <laughs> I think, yeah, menopause has definitely become, in some ways, it's been virgin on becoming fashionable. Um, and that brings its good points and bad points. Bad points that I think you know, some people are, are kind of cashing in on it as such. Um, and I think you have to proceed with caution when you're looking at various different treatment options, do your homework, um, you know, ask around, read some really reliable sources of menopause information, like, for example, Diane's website, Menopause yeah, Support, so. mm. the British Medical Society, and uh, Menopause Society, not medical, um, and the World Health Organisation have lots of information on um but it's just kind of arming yourself with knowledge. Um, it's, Very it's a, cliche, knowledge is power, but actually I'm finding that it is. Yeah, and the more you talk about it, obviously you've said it's come up in conversations with your friends. Mm. Then imagine if you just happen to drop it into a conversation with Sophie. Oh, I've been talking to my friend about menopause. and oh, Easy. <laughs> because it's good, good for her. The only thing I would say, actually, is that... Um, and to be mindful with younger children, um, I know that one of my daughters turned around and said, is this going to happen to me? Because they've seen me struggle so much. Like Obviously, last year, um, I completely shut down. I, I, my mental health was really quite bad um, because I had this, the operation and given no support afterwards whatsoever. And that they saw me go through that. And then when I did sit down and explain about menopause and what it means and why it's happened to me at a younger age, you know, Gracie's first question was, well, is this going to happen to us? And it's, you've got to make it quite clear that everybody is different. That's quite sad, isn't it? It's sad, and, but I think it's, it was a really good but question good to ask. Question. And it's, it's the same for, you know, a six, seven-year-old is completely capable of also thinking, oh, is this what, ha- is this what happens to my to ladies is this what's going to happen to me and it's just kind of really reassuring that every single woman is different just because you're family it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have exactly the same experience and I just said you know Gracie and Mia if going through this I ever notice that your periods are not quite as they should be or I have any concerns I said you know I've got that awareness there as your mum and we can sit down and talk about it and address it and then I'll support you through whatever needs to be done. I said, but right now, it's not something you need to be worried about. So it's just kind of having that. So like with Sophie, if she turns around and says, oh, but mum, does that mean I'm going to have a menopause where I feel really sad and, you know, anxious? No, because we're all different humans. Yeah, it's, it's completely different. It's about what's going on with your hormones in your body. Some women are very lucky to go through menopause and not experience any symptoms and then others you know like you and I the struggle is completely real very real and it does impact your home life yes massively so and it, it does kind of call for for changes so moving on as well to our next uh discussion of where the lovely Diane is on her mis- has mystery, mystery mission tour. mystery tour I can't quite say, but we will be explaining it in um, one of our podcasts, I'm sure. But just wanted to say a huge congratulations to Diane and the um, wonderful team working on the Make Menopause Matter campaign. Um, Because yesterday, 
it was confirmed that menopause is to be taught in secondary school education, which would really have helped Helen and I with, with, yes. our, with our children. Um, and this was one of the main aims of the Make Menopause Matter campaign. So it's been achieved. So I really hope that Diane and everyone are celebrating this weekend. Um, I think menopause is a huge part of reproductive health and for boys, girls to have that understanding of what their mum, their grandmother, their girlfriend, future wife or um, is going through is crucially important. I'm just shocked that it's not happened before before now. And also I would have been better educated on it and I would have understood what was happening eight plus years ago Mm -hmm. I would have got possibly got the correct help then because you just get thrown into it I, I I had all I thought about when I thought of menopause which I think you you said the same was hot flushes hot flushes that's that all I knew all. period yeah. stop hot flushes yeah I knew nothing about the myriad of other horrible symptoms what would you say would be the the biggest symptoms that have impacted your home life um combination of the night sweats which have meant no sleep and the anxiety and then the anxiety with no sleep becomes a cycle mm-hmm. yeah. and when you can't leave the house because you don't feel safe to leave the house then that's a big problem and can't then, go and get them shopping for dinner <laughs> did that make your the family frustrated like feel frustrated with you do you think um to start off with yes i think it did um, certainly the first time was, was much worse so I think they realised quite early on that actually I was really unwell whereas this time it, it wasn't so severe um, and I think it was probably about eight weeks before I confessed to them that um, I was feeling the same as I had done previously to which the response was hmm, wondered why you were so grumpy <laughs> um, <laughs> But I was trying to hide it from them because I didn't want them to worry. Do you think that's because quite often as a mum, you're that, you're that person in the house that holds everything together. Absolutely. And you have to be that support to your children uh, yes. and the mum that smiles and how was your day? Have you had Absolutely. a Absolutely. It can be a real, a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure anyway as a parent, as a mum or a dad. Um, and then to have your menopause on top and feeling like you feel so rotten and the effort it takes to try and hide it from the family just because you can feel that you're letting them down. Very much so. And actually thinking about it, the other thing that's impacted that, again, I didn't realise was a symptom was my forgetfulness. Mm. Am I supposed to be there? Sorry, I forgot. That's that's probably the thing that frustrates my children the most. It's the forgetfulness because they're like, we've told you. And I get the same. But now I wonder, did you tell me or are you now using that as an excuse? For not turning up for dinner or whatever. My standard answer is, if you have told me, I'm sorry. If you haven't, then okay. But I'm not Wonder Woman and my memory is not what it was. Mm. But that does seem to be one of the key things of like, oh, well, I told you I needed my PE kit on this day. And it's like, well, yeah, you told me once when I was cooking dinner and probably thinking about what time we needed to leave to get to your next school club. And you just can't do... You can't do everything. And actually, it's amazing how many of the different symptoms, if I really think hard about it, in family life. What, so you've said the anxiety, the uh, sleepless nights, yeah, the, the forgetfulness. forgetfulness. 
the lack of energy because I can't really be bothered to do stuff sometimes. Mm. Do you find you withdraw from certain like family? Oh, massively so. Mm. So earlier this year, I didn't go to the wedding of my best friend's son. Um, I just couldn't face being with lots of people that I didn't know so well and the noise and the chaos that a wedding often is, even though it's good chaos. So, and then I felt bad about that. So, yeah. Mum guilt. Absolute guilt, yes. Yeah, I I suffer from a lot of mum and family guilt where, although I do, I would say that I've stopped beating myself up now if I have to pull out of doing something. And this is something that Diane and I discussed recently that actually it's okay if you feel different. You do change through life. And just because we, I used to love going out for cocktails and nights out with my friends and now that's just not me at all. The, the thought of being in a really noisy place, I just find it quite frightening. And I get myself into such a state about things that I'd prefer to just suggest a different activity to do like how about we just go for a nice meal or go to the cinema or meet up in the day I still like a cocktail but in a quiet venue please yeah where it's not really hot and lots of people very noisy it's the same with the girls that there's certain things that they really like to do and the amount of anxiety it causes and the amount of worry which then results in me having a sleepless night feeling really even more irritable it's just not... And also for me, when I get anxious since menopause, my bladder will not stop. So if we're then going out for a day somewhere where I'm very anxious about... <laughs> Two-hour trip, we had to stop 11 times. And then the family go, oh, why can't you just hold on? Why this, why that? And then it just creates a bit of a rift. So actually, it, it is just about adjusting. And sometimes you do have to push yourself out of your comfort zone, which you did coming to the group. You, your, your first menopause club, you were incredibly nervous and yeah. you pushed yourself out and it turned out, thankfully, well for you. <laughs> which I'm really thankful No, for. it was really very worthwhile evening out, even though, yeah, I wasn't keen on going but knew I had to in some weird way. The change in Helen is huge. Like, you would not have sat here talking to me no. weeks ago. But I think it's just all about saying to the family that you guys, please go have a fab time. On this occasion, I actually think it's, it's just something I can't do right now. And it's about being positively selfish for yourself. So protecting yourself, because actually by doing that and not applying all that pressure to yourself, ultimately it does benefit the family. In it some does, ways. as long as you can deal with the guilt of not going at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Because we're very good at beating ourselves up. I don't think mum guilt ever goes, like, ever. No, I The don't girls recently so. forgot to give me a letter for a school event, and they actually admitted, they said, we didn't give it to you. But I felt really guilty for days, like I'd hugely let them down. And it was my best friend, Joe that said to me, well, how did you let them down when you didn't know something? You weren't given the information. She went, that's not letting down. No, it's not. But I think you're just... That moment you give birth and hold your child... <laughs> You immediately feel... Mum guilt. Mum guilt. Yeah. You you just do. And I don't... I think menopause, no menopause, we're always going to have that, have I done the right thing? And it doesn't matter what age the child is either. No, because obviously Sophie's 26 and the girls are 13, so half their age. And we're still having 
you're still having the same emotions I'm having dealing with yes. teenagers. So, um, yeah, like, like we said at the beginning, parenting is hard, but throw menopause into the mix and it's just, just that little bit harder. Sometimes my tongue hurts from biting it so much. Right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. everyone. So if you um, would like to contact us, you can email us at hellomenopausepodcast at hotmail.com or you can message us on Instagram. Um, our Instagram account is the underscore menopause underscore podcast. Um, also, you can always... I can't remember what I was going to say. I've just gone completely blank. Brain fog. Yeah, brain fog. I've just thought about how nice my flowers look on the table. And they do. <laughs> right, I don't know what I was going to say there, guys, but... For the um, next podcast, the lovely Diane will be back with us. Um, but Diane, if you're listening, we miss you and we will see you very soon. well safe. done on your accomplishment. Yes, it's a huge achievement and we're very proud of you. See you all soon. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye.